and welcome to another episode of the Sacred Living Podcast, where we try to bring a little bit more of the sacred to your everyday life. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth it is as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, and deliver us from all evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That is one of the most common prayers in the Christian faith, the Lord's Prayer. It was taught to me when I was pretty young, and I don't know how, I choose to know how many sermons there were on the Lord's Prayer alone. But the part that I'm going to get into today hasn't got a thing to do with anybody's faith in particular so much as the benefits of forgiving and a little bit about how I feel like it works. So I always found it interesting that inside of the Lord's Prayer, we are asking for our forgiveness before we ask for other people's forgiveness. And I think that's an interesting concept I'd like you to hold on to for a second. I'm going to come back to that. So the definition of forgiveness, when I looked it up, for some reason, the dictionary uses it as itself, the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. And I didn't like that at all. I found more truth in a subsequent definition from a um, Berkeley. Um, a lot of different colleges have different sites and offer their own dictionaries. And I kind of like what they had to say. It says that forgiveness is generally defined as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or a group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Now, isn't that interesting? What if I would have been taught that when I was a small child, that forgiveness in and of itself is not impingent upon our thinking that, that they deserve it? Because so many times, isn't that the, the hitch, the barrier that we have in forgiving? We think that they aren't sorry, so they don't deserve it, or they've caused just so much malfeasance that they don't deserve it. But let me take your attention back to the Lord's Prayer first. Who are we asking for forgiveness first? That's right, ourselves. I really believe that if we hold on to the strands of other people's guilt, we get in the habit of unforgiveness, and we can't forgive ourselves for anything either. And it doesn't matter whether it's we cut somebody off in traffic or we did something really truly egregious. Fact is, if we are sorry, if we recognize the, the pain that we have caused somebody else, the habit of unforgiveness of other people causes us to hold on to our own guilt as well. Because if we're in the habit of holding on to other people's issues, then we can hold on to resentments against ourselves. And, and there's all kinds of studies and, and health-related stuff out there that talks about the impact of lack of self-forgiveness and holding on to guilt and shame. It, it's not a good path to take. 
So I think that that is really one of the things that is truly necessary for us to really live that sacred lifestyle that I'm talking about and, and be in peace and harmony with ourselves, with other people, and whatever we choose to be our higher power. Forgiveness has been studied as it relates to psychological constructs. It has been studied by um, the people in the clergy. It has, for religious purposes, it has been studied in all kinds of different levels. And the, the funny thing is, is they really can't quite put their finger on why it helps us feel so much better. And yet it does. Every psychological study there is that has um, any kind of trauma protocols or anything like that that helps us to move in the direction of being able to forgive adds to our quality of life, adds to our immune health, adds to our joy in life. It adds to every positive thing that you would have to that you would choose to have in your life can be traced back to forgiveness of yourself and other people. Every good thing. So why then is it so hard? I really truly believe that a lot of it is our mental managers. Our mental managers get involved and they say, no, that person is going to do it to you again if you forgive them. That person is going to make you look stupid or foolish or weak if you forgive them. But how does anybody know if you forgive them? How do you know if you're forgiven? How do you know if you've forgiven yourself? That's something to really contemplate. How do you know if you've forgiven yourself? I think it has a lot to do with when you see that person with whom there has been an issue. What do you think about them when their name comes up in your mind? How do you feel about them? I think those are some pretty good indicators that let us know if we have more work to be done. Or if it's, if it's free, if we're free. So there's all kinds of things out there, different psychological theories, different um, post-traumatic stress protocols, all kinds of things that can really help us with the really egregious matters that have happened in people's lives and to us. But everybody works through things differently. I really believe that the first step in forgiveness is being willing to forgive and not identifying forgiveness with weakness. And some people really scoff at the idea of the essential oils helping us with some of these issues, but I really believe, and they've measured similar studies, that feelings happen on a frequency. The oils are at a frequency. 
And so when I put the oil on of forgiveness, when I'm contemplating some of these things and what forgiveness means to me, it puts me in the right mental state to be able to do these things. Because is it going to be easy to forgive somebody if I'm angry? Is it going to be easy to forgive somebody if I'm tired or grouchy or overwhelmed? No, I have to be in the proper mindset in order to contemplate it appropriately. And when we have some of these things go on, starting at the right frequency is a good place to start. And sometimes it's that extra um, catalyst that we need in order to get the job done, so to speak, or at least peel the first layer of, of forgiveness. Because sometimes these things come back in our mind for around two and around three, or maybe we get all the way up to 70 times 70 as you know we were directed to. Because the fact of the matter is, we are truly the ones that suffer. If we are caught up in unforgiveness, we get taken off of our life path. That's what it really comes down to. Hardcore, how can you fulfill your destiny and become the highest version of yourself if you're caught up in all of the stuff that people have done to you throughout your life? You can't do both. We have to choose. Choose this day whom and what you will serve. That gets spoken over us and to us all the time. As we move through self-help, as we move through um, recovery programs, you will either serve the destructive tendency that comes from lack of forgiveness or you will be free to follow your highest destiny. And to me, that's one reason that I keep getting prompted. I think that I care so much about forgiveness in general and making sure, not that bygones are bygones, so much as I'm not going to keep drinking that poison and thinking it's going to hurt the other person. Have you ever heard that saying that that lack of forgiveness is like drinking poison and thinking it's going to hurt the other person? Because lots of times that other person may not even remember your name, let alone any malfeasant thing that they might have done to you. Oh, sure, sometimes they'll remember. But would you leave muddy footprints in your kitchen just because somebody else stepped through on your clean floor? Or would you go back and clean your kitchen floor because it bothers you too much to look at a dirty floor because it's your kitchen? And that prompts me to say, yep, yep, I prefer to look at a clean kitchen. One of the other things I really think about when I think about forgiveness is the prayer of St. Francis. And it doesn't really spell out forgiveness so much as it talks about this making me an instrument of your peace. So Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. 
where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in the giving that we receive, it is in the pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in the dying that we are born to eternal life. And that is my highest choice. My highest choice is to be an instrument of the divine so that I can add value to every person I contact, come in contact with and every contact I have with somebody. And I can't do that when I'm full of the insufferable anger that comes from unforgiveness. And that doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't mean that I am batting a hundred or a thousand or whatever you want to call it when it comes to forgiving all those things. I'm a person just the same as everybody else. But it means I'm going to keep keep working on it. And I think that that is the thing right there is to just keep working on it and when we find another layer okay here we go one more layer so i hope this helps and and i hope it gives you a place to start with your own forgiveness journey This has been another episode of the Sacred Living Podcast. And you Young Living Oilers, that forgiveness oil on the belly button goes to every um, energy meridian in our body. And it really does put us in a space that we can do this work. I hope you have a great week. Take care, friends. Mm -hmm.